Hi, I'm Tiffany Roberts, a recent college graduate, and this is the latest episode of Millennial Myths, a podcast dedicated to debunking the most common political myths among young Americans through a combination of on-the-street interviews, personal stories, expert analysis, and much more. Today, we're going to talk about gender identity and transgender education in public schools. Across the nation, schools are starting to introduce sexual orientation and gender education into their school's curriculum. This includes books about transgender children, sex education as early as first grade, using genderless pronouns in class, and other practices which in some situations leave parents powerless. So what do young Americans think about teaching gender identity in public schools? I hit the streets to find out. Do you think teachers should teach children in K-8 about gender identity and what it means to be transgender? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it'd be a good idea. Um, yes, I do, because I know that a lot of children who are transgender, like, they know when they're really little, and it's really important for them to, you know, understand what they're feeling, that that's okay, and that, um, you know, like, everything being transgender is completely fine. I feel like kids pick up a lot more than we think that they do, so... It's all about, like, empowerment of people, so... Do you think parents should be able to decide if their kid attends these classes about these topics? No. I mean, like, I I come from a public school setting, and it just was school. So, no, I don't think so. I think that it should be the child's decision on if he would like to go. I think that they should be allowed to decide. Um, The same way that, like, in health class, when they're going over some topics, like, you have to get a note signed by your parent or something. Do you think children as young as four or five know their gender identity? Yeah, I do. Um, There have been, like, multiple studies that, you know, have shown this, um, and gender identity starts forming at a really young age. I'm bisexual, and I've known since I was really little, so I think it's important that they know that it's okay, and obviously they definitely can tell when they're younger. You can just take a look at the loads of scientific literature and not look at, you know, conservative talking points for gender identity. I mean, it's it's a social construct. It's not a biologically determined thing. Um, I mean, I I certainly think they'd start to think about it. I mean, I'm not really sure what's going through a four or five-year-old's head. Don't go too far. We're going to take a quick break. When we return, heritage expert Emily Gao will join me to debunk the common millennial myths on gender identity and what the implications are for children. Overwhelmed by the 24-7 news cycle? Looking for a way to keep up with the news that matters? The Daily Signal podcast brings you the top news of the day, plus interviews with lawmakers, authors, Heritage Foundation experts, and more on the most important policy debates in America today. If you're a conservative who wants to be on top of the news, check out the Daily Signal podcast, available every weekday morning. I am now joined by Emily Gao, Director of Heritage's DeVos Center for Religion and Civil Society. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you. My first question for you is, do children as young as four or five know their gender identity? Children who are as young as four or five do not know their gender identity. Um... There is a reason why we don't allow children to consent to their own medical care. It's because we only have informed consent for people who have the faculties to understand the implications of medical treatments, which 
is one reason why we don't have uh, medical consent for children. And especially at that age, children are just beginning to learn about the world and to learn about what is fact and what is fiction or what is a myth or what is a fairy tale. And children at that age are not really able to distinguish oftentimes between what is a fact and what is imagination. And so that's why we're particularly concerned about them being taught things that are not factual, things like gender identity or through ideals like the gender unicorn or the gender bred person, because they can't tell the difference between fact and what is a myth. So what are the consequences of teaching children in K-8 about gender identity and what it means to be transgender? Well, we've seen in states that have adopted transgender curriculum for young children that the effects have been quite alarming. Children have become very confused about their sex. They have come home to their parents um, in tears over being taught that they could be trapped in the wrong body. That is a myth. Nobody's trapped in the wrong body. Um, there are only two sexes. While it's one thing for adults to you know, express that they are uncomfortable with you know, certain aspects of their uh, sex, of their bodies, it's a totally different thing to instruct children that they could be trapped in the wrong body. That is creating confusion um, that is very harmful to them. So should parents have a say over what their children learn in public schools? Absolutely. Parents should have a say over what their children learn in public schools. But the problem is that right now we have states that are passing laws that include instruction about sexual orientation and gender curriculum that are in subjects like history. And there's no opt-out for parents. So parents are being cut out of the process of um, determining what their children learn in school. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me. You're welcome. The Heritage Foundation has written multiple reports, produced videos, and held events on how sexual orientation and gender identity laws could affect you. These laws would hurt more than just America's children, but also women, employees and workers, medical professionals, nonprofits, volunteers, and more. I'll put a link in our show notes to Heritage Resources where you can learn more. That's it for this week's episode of Millennial Myths. In the meantime, please subscribe and share with hashtag Millennial Myths. And please leave a five-star rating wherever you get your podcasts. See you next week.